edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Bro, I'm fabulous, man. It's nice to be on this side of the table doing it this way. <laughs> People don't know what we're talking about, but this is the, like, normal podcast day setup we've yeah. got going on right now. We have been busy as fuck. Yeah, it's been crazy. If you guys haven't caught up... I don't understand why. We have so many interviews out yeah. right now with some titans of the indie realm. Yeah. And we don't worry, for those of you who are enjoying those, we have a lot planned for the rest of this Sheesh. year. Yeah, there's so much shit coming up. I don't want to quite spoil who we're interviewing in March yet, Cool, but it's big. Er, you already know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to say... <laughs> No, what? tell me. You should tell me who we're interviewing in oh, March, John. Yeah. <laughs> I do the thing where you can, where you like sh- switch the uh, the first letter of each part of their name. Yeah, but it would be the same name. Mm. <laughs> I'm it, not that smart. It rhymes with Lynn Lowry. <laughs> but anyways, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Uh, we have. Like a trash pile, yeah, man. That we watched, yeah, man. <laughs> that 2007 indie glory, yeah. Um, for those of you who just watched Shrooms, there's actually another actress that was from Shrooms, which is in, pretty cool. In this movie, in the same year, I guess <laughs> we did not mean to do that. No, but no, it no. makes me feel like we like were gifted continuity by the gods of Tubi. <laughs> the Tubi verse, as yeah, you put it, the Tubi verse, yes. <laughs> uh, so we watched House of Fears this week. Shit. And it was kind of just, uh, yeah, it was kind of just us, like, sometimes we'll just peruse mm-hmm. and see something and be like, like, I think we were watching the trailer and I was like, that's the final girl. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think in my it head, was I was like, those movies. I must know that I'm right. <laughs> right. We get about, I, I would say, three quarters of the way and I'm like, okay, this guy's next. He's going to go this way. This person is going to go this way. They're going to have to confront something. It'll make them stronger in the end. We can just stop right now. And it's exactly what. <laughs> I love predictable horror movies, especially when they're bad. Unfortunately, however, do you want to get into first impressions and we can go ahead and make note of like why this one wasn't quite on par with what Let's we Let's go ahead and give them the itinerary real okay, quick. Okay, sounds good. Get it out of the way for you. Sounds good. Uh, Tubi says 2017. IMDb says 2007. We finally have our first plus or minus 10 in the year department. This one is um, written by Stephen A. Lee and John Lyd. Lyd. Liday. Uh, directed by Ryan Little. We have Corey English as Samantha, Sandra McCoy as Haley, Corey Sevier as Carter, Elliot Schwartz as Zane, Alice Gretchen from Shrooms mm-hmm. as Candace, and Michael J. Pagan as Devin. Imagine having Devon. The, yeah, Pagan. <laughs> yeah. Imagine having the last name Pagan. Imagine having the last name, what was it, um, from Terrifier, Hyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my favorite so yeah. far. <laughs> There's a guy that plays for the Edmonton Oilers whose last name is Hyman. Getting broke every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like running down the ice like, go for broke. <laughs> How many Hyman jerseys have we sold this year? <laughs> um, so, yeah, let's jump into first impressions. Uh, Eric, we'll start off with you. Yeah, this one is one that it felt like um, bubbling low budget potential for like half of the movie and then mm-hmm. we just kind of like kept going and we're like it's never going to get good is it <laughs> <laughs> and not, it, like you know like I really enjoy the bad movie that's entertaining this was a bad movie that was entertaining for an honest 40 minutes and then it was like oh god yeah so I don't know I mean first impressions I mean it's just like I feel like we kind of got what we paid for here 
You know what I mean? <laughs> the ads. This is the free with ads experience. <laughs> um, I think my first ex- my first impression of this movie was I actually really liked the uh, synopsis that you got mm-hmm. in the beginning before you actually get into the movie. And it seemed like... So it essentially explains to you that there are these dark forces that make people face their biggest fears. Right. And I was like, that's great. You get like 30 minutes into the movie, there is zero character development. Mm-hmm. Like one person says they're afraid of suffocating. And the other, and the black guy's like, I'm afraid of being white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and that's the, that's the whole context. <laughs> the thing that threw me too, and we'll get into this a little bit more when we dive into the plot, but like we had nine rooms and it was like, these are based on the nine most common fears that humans have. Bats. <laughs> sharp knives the sharp knives one really kind of threw me for a loop the dark I imagine somebody just like on the floor of their kitchen having like a fucking meltdown because their knives are too sharp they're sharpening their knives and just getting progressively louder as they (laughs) scream (laughs) (laughs) there's other stuff (laughs) yeah but, like, the nine fears had nothing to do with everybody's fear that they actually had, except for, like, two people, in which case it was, like, actually... You know what I mean? It was weird. Anyway. Yeah, it felt like about a... Like, it was entertaining for about 40 minutes, like you said, mm-hmm. and then about... But you could tell probably about 30 minutes into the movie, the writers just gave up. Yeah, man. And that was, like, the vibe. Was It almost felt like they... Uh, like the English expression is they lost the plot, but like I mean that quite literally. It's oh, like they yeah. stopped knowing what they wanted to do mm-hmm. or something. Also, notably, uh, just to touch on the itinerary, yeah, Jared Padlecki, yeah, was also in this movie, yeah, for a scene. Uh-huh. And he, like, we'll get into him here in a yeah. second, but I was like, Sam Winchester, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> Because your first thought was like, oh, he's investigating the haunted house. (laughs) Dean's actually upstairs plowing somebody. Right, yeah. (laughs) At an 18-year-old's birthday party. (laughs) Let's just get into the plot. I'm here for the pie, Sammy. (laughs) Look at that cake. Here I go again. He's he's (laughs) on the front of the Impala. Yeah. (laughs) That would have been the tightest flex. So, we start off with this movie... In a scene that is completely inconsequential to the end, until the end, and I fucking hate when movies do yeah. this. And there's no like, because again, there was no development, so it didn't feel like you needed to do this the entire time. And we yeah. start off with what actually turns out to be one of our characters, which was uh, Haley, right? The the bitchy sister. Yeah. Um, and she is under the floorboards. She's not. Yeah. We thought she was. Mm-hmm. It just kind of cuts to the intro. Right. <laughs> she just goes, Sam! We, we, <laughs> Sam! <laughs> we, we literally cut to um, the bus to Camp Green Lake. <laughs> <laughs> we're in fucking Africa. I don't know. But like, it, it, this, is, this, this is what I thought you were talking about when you hated scenes that were inconsequential. Because this is what I thought you meant. Um, we're at this weird excavation site in the mm-hmm. middle of a mountain. Like, I'm, I'm immediately thinking like blood diamonds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something of that nature, right? It felt very uh, Exorcist Three, okay, for me. Yeah, or Exorcist: The Beginning as well, where mm-hmm. they're actually like finding the idol. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the the man that's working at the site gets out of the car, and then this like 
other white woman gets out of the car and she doesn't have a single line of dialogue. He's like, please browse my wares. You can have anything you want from here or whatever. And it's like my first thought was like, are you selling the diamonds that you found? Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like merchandise. There's like t-shirts and shit anyway. Um, but we go up and there is the immunity idol that we saw at the beginning. So I'm going to call it the immunity idol because I'm a huge survivor nerd. Um, but it's now broken, right? Because the guy's calling for the homie and right. there's no answer. So the idol is broken. Homie? Yeah. <laughs> homie? Do it in Marge's voice. Homie? There you go. That's it. But like everybody in the fucking cave is dead. Right? And so it's one of those moments where you're like, whoop! Right. And so he like jumps out of the cave and starts running down the There's hill. There's like 12 people in the yeah. cave too that are just like on top of each other. Right. right. My theory was that the idol actually like came to life and just started punching Throwing people. Throwing hands. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you miners. <laughs> and speaking of miners, uh, we cut to our main protagonist. In Salem, Oregon. Right, yeah. Uh, it, it, I will say it was funny because, like, the guy who's... the He's uh, Elias, or as mm-hmm. they have him in IMDb, African Guide. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Because they are in Karkar, yeah. Africa. Yeah. When he's like, you know, he sees all the dead bodies and he comes back out. He's like, white woman! Yeah. White woman! We have to go! And I'm like... He just goes over and like grabs the idol and puts it in a wooden box mm-hmm. and says handle with care and he just throws it in the back of his right. SUV and it's like Salem, Oregon. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. But then we have like this really weird scene where is this when we're outside of the we're, um, we're in the, the house, house of, of fears, fears and we were meeting the security guard because the idea of that introduction scene I think was meant to like. Yeah, so, like not symbolize, but illustrate that the idol has ended up in Salem, Oregon, somehow right. or another. But it's the box that we see him loading in the car. It says "handle mm-hmm. with care" and all that shit. And what's notable about this is the security guard A has a German Shepherd with him. Mm-hmm. Mark that. Um, <laughs> but B, the idol has reassembled itself in right. the process. Right. So hmm. I was like, are there two hidden immunity idols? Is it that pirate season where the guy goes off and he finds like three in one go? Not you the know? pirate season. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, like that. I do think having the scene in Africa did make it feel like it was straight out of the exorcist player's handbook you know you have like the tigris the euphrates the middle east like the whole like life started here kind of shit there's some non-christian entity from a foreign distant land right that's yeah (laughs) but it has come to the land of the whites you're not jesus you're not elvis Um, so yeah, we have uh, the security guard uh, Hamadi, mm-hmm. who is outside of the House of Fears, mm-hmm. which is like essentially like what Hell House was supposed right. to be, and he just kind of like his German Shepherd starts freaking out. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, I don't have any control over my dog, so I'm just gonna follow him fucking wherever." Sure, or any like instinct to like when the dog is freaking out, you should be freaking out too. Also, what security brands have? Like trained canine yeah. <laughs> for an amusement center. <laughs> what is it, buddy? Is it crack? <laughs> arr, arr. <laughs> so they run inside, and they 
I don't understand why this box is here, though. It never explained they, how it got they here. They never yeah. explained why it was here. Mm-hmm. And he opens the box and he's like, huh, immunity idol. And like puts it back I cannot down. be voted out of tonight's tribal council. That's pretty dope. <laughs> you, do, you can, however, catch these talents. Because <laughs> then we start to see like the... This was actually like my favorite practical effect they used in the movie. And he's looking up and it's like one of those like deli style lights where it's got the huge metal rim mm-hmm. around the outside and it just fucking blows out and sparks everywhere and he's oh! yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to hear the barking right. in the back what right? was the dog's name you thought i i heard bambino and you heard volcano yeah i heard volcano i was yeah. like they did not name a dog volcano, volcano. he won't stop vomiting <laughs> Mark that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he um, ends up on the ground somehow. I think he like like the practical effects or whatever going up were meant mm-hmm. to symbolize like you know the demon is here, right, and everything. Obviously, <laughs> but, but then <laughs> he well, just he like here. falls over, <laughs> and, and out of the darkness comes um, the dog, mm-hmm. right, and it's the big quick kill. You know, we hear the whoop, like I said, <laughs> and he. We're going to go ahead and, I guess, mark that for kill yeah. number one. Because we this gets redacted later on, but we just didn't care. Because he still, he still gets killed in the next scene <laughs> right. by the, by the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, something this movie kind of did that pissed me off a lot is I am the first person that will accept a low budget. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think if you're making your art and you don't have a giant studio behind you, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. But when I watch... You know, movies like fucking Wolf Hollow or or fucking The Welder mm-hmm. that just came out. And if yeah. you haven't watched that yet, it's available mm-hmm. on Tubi and Amazon. Make sure you check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if these people can make low-budget movies look like 4K gold... Mm-hmm. Why can't people with a higher budget do the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I'm yeah. saying, because like, there was the point... Uh, in this scene specifically, where you get the, like you were saying, the, oh! mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just goes to the outside, and you're just, they're just shooting the mm. house of fears, and you hear the dog barking and going off and going crazy and shit. Yeah. And that's not the first time they did that mm-hmm. in this movie. They do it with most of like the fucking kills. Five or six times, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, we're making a movie right now, and it's like, or a short film at least, and it's like, we I already know that we're gonna have better practical effects <laughs> than these guys oh, yeah. did. And it's just like it's it's mind blowing to me that you cheaped out on your kills. Mm-hmm. Because that would be the selling point, right? Well, this is I hope you didn't pay the writers. I know. <laughs> this is where you can really like go ham on the budget though, you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Put it into post production. Right. Put it somewhere. Right. So we with that, you know, with hindsight being what it is, that is a great indicator of how the rest of this movie was going to go. Because we get a cut after that, and we're at uh, girls hanging out in the bedroom, you mm-hmm. know. And this is kind of where I feel like the writing felt really strong. Like we didn't mm-hmm. give up yet. Right. <laughs> so it was right. like. <laughs> we, well, we introduce uh, Haley and Sam, who mm-hmm. are very, very much stepsisters. Mm-hmm. Haley will not let us stop forgetting mm-hmm. the fact that her mom is fucking his dad, her dad. <laughs> Did you do something different with your hair? You should consider it. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like, her hair's in a bun, dude. Right. Like, of course she's not doing it. <laughs> 
okay, well, I'm going to a party tonight. My friend's turning 18, and I'm not missing this. <laughs> hey now, hey now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, it was so, like, Americana catchy. Yeah. And she jumps out of her bedroom window, which is on the second floor, I think, and, you know, makes her way down the roof and down on the ground, and as soon as she hits the her, like, like feet touch grass... And dad is just there in like that Batman doing your mom pose. He's got his, his elbows out and his hands on his waist. You know? Where are you going? Carla Pritchard's party? She's like, that doesn't sound like a real person. Go inside. I'm like the, the dad was like the weirdest character mm-hmm. too. Like throughout, throughout the little bit that he's even in this I know. movie. It's hard to like not play a dad well. Like, no disrespect right. to the actor, I feel like you acted with the script and the direction that you got here. Which we just went over. Yeah, I will disrespect your director and writers. but <laughs> They allowed this right. to happen. First rule of leadership, everything is your fault. Um, and we have, like, this uh, moment of family intervention time. Like, wife, mom wants to go to dinner, you know. Right. And he takes this as the opportunity to, like, lecture his daughter on why partying is bad. You know, but you're gonna go, and right. you're gonna take your sister, right. my stepsister, right? Yeah, bitch, shut up. I know, it's funny. <laughs> I just well, here's the thing: is like he could have just said no, yeah, because they t- he's like, and I'm gonna drive you to the party. Mm-hmm. So here's my thing: is like for this super overprotective dad, they roll up in his Mercedes, and the girls get out of, or the sisters get out of the mm-hmm. car. And he lays on the horn for a minute, which doesn't make sense because it's just like, hey guys, my daughters are here if anybody wants to have sex with them. We're trying to embarrass them. And the nine or ten people that are on the front lawn all turn around with beer in their hands. (laughs) Yeah, they're like shotgunning beers and jerking each other off. And I'm just sitting here like, what the fuck? You're seriously going to like leave them here? You darn kids. (laughs) Yeah, and so here's my thing. Was that scene necessary? Was this movie necessary? You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just going to keep echoing that sentiment. Because it it was weird. If you're going to take her to the party, why lecture on not going to the party? Right. You know what I mean? So anyway. It It was a way to... Make bonding happen. Much like the ions. They are bonding. <laughs> uh, I was trying to make covalent happen, but I couldn't. It's okay. So they walk into the party and there's like another instance of like Haley just being a bitch to Sam. Because yeah. she was like, do you see that boy over there? Do you think he's cute? You probably shouldn't talk to him. Because that's mine. And Sam's like not saying anything. She's just like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not really here to get laid. I don't really want to be here at all. I, you know, I got volunteered to do this so we could embarrass you further with your friends. Your dad made me come. Yeah. That's not weird. I was going to say. <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> hold it. Yeah. Hold it. <laughs> but we uh, look across and we meet our guy. Uh, what was his name? What was that character's name? Carter? Carter. Yeah. yeah. And Carter's got his hand on another girl's hip right now, like in her thigh, kind of stroking her down a little bit, you know. Um, <laughs> everybody's drinking and partying, and in through the kitchen door walks. Zane? Oh, no. No. Well, actually, Zane is talking to Carter at this point. Is he? Okay. Yeah, so Zane and Carter are chit-chatting, and then Jared Pad, like, he just comes right. through the door, and I was like, what the fuck is going Because this is, yeah. like, peak supernatural. Mm-hmm. Right. This is like season five mm-hmm. Supernatural, where it should have ended. Right. <laughs> he will die on that hill. 
Absolutely. Swan Song was the best episode of Supernatural, and that's where that show should have died. Mm-hmm. With Sam in hell, mm-hmm. with their bastard brother, and Dean gets to ride into the sunset eating pie and fucking bitches. Yep. <laughs> that that's exactly how that show storybook ended. ending. Yeah. <laughs> Instead, we got season six. Right. I never. I like. I was never a supernatural guy. I oh, never I got into it. it like that. So that's my, uh, you know, guilty admission, I suppose, or whatever. Dude, Misha Collins makes everything better. Yeah. That dude's one hell of an actor. <sighs> Misha Barton makes everything better. Yeah. The OC. Oh, I, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep, like, the 2007 shit going. I'm going to fast forward through the party just a little bit because I don't think anything of consequence happens aside from the fact that, like, the Avengers are all assembling. Mm-hmm. The guy, the girl that the two guys actually want to bang has a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to get everybody together to go to this haunted house to, like, we're going to scare some girls. You know what I mean? <laughs> girls are afraid. But she brings her, <laughs> yeah, she brings her boyfriend with it. So now we have um, Devin and Candace in the fray as well mm-hmm. with the other four. So we've got our Scooby in the gang. Candace notably, again, being the character that was literally in Shrooms yes. earlier that year. Yes. Um, and they decide to exit the party and make their way to the house itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Zane has rigged this night to be a, there won't be any security guards. There won't be any employees or anything. So, <laughs> security! Right. So he can, he can navigate and kind of do it his way. Right. There's always that mm-hmm. guy. Um, and something I wish they had touched on was like, has this guy worked here? Right. Because he knew, uh, Hamadi mm-hmm. because when he picks up the radio, when they get there, he's asking for him on it. And mm-hmm. he knows we're like, the breaker boxes mm-hmm. and like the inner workings mm-hmm. of this bitch. All the secrets and, and shit. There's yeah, no yeah. reason why. Mm-hmm. And he does this thing where he like switches back and forth between like employee of the month mode, come face your deepest fears, you know, <laughs> to like all the animatronics are fake and so that's so we don't have to have actual people play these roles. And so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where he's like, I'm selling you and I'm disenchanting you. Selling, disenchanting. And it was like just as disenchanting as the movie was getting. <laughs> it was, yeah. We should have known. Because I'm still I'm still thinking that something sinister is going to happen at yeah, one absolutely. point or another. Right. Something's going to take place that's really going to flip this from like mid-2000s bro horror to like, you know. <laughs> well, because they even start talking about like, what's your favorite or what's your, what's your deepest, darkest fear? And they're just like, well... I mean, you probably making that voice for the rest of the right, night. Right, yeah, yeah. But... No, seriously, what's your fear? Seriously, waking up and being you. <laughs> <laughs> but Candace notably, and we'll mark this, says that suffocating is her deepest mm-hmm. fear, right? And that's the only thing that really happens. It's amazing that that was the character development we found along the way. The, the plot devices utilized in this movie are funny. <laughs> I think the only other plot device is a fucking handsaw. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> so we go into the house, and like you're saying, uh, everything gets switched on. Mm-hmm. We call for Hamadi. He's not answering. And Zane's just kind of like, well, maybe he's just on break. And I'm like, well, I guess. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know why you have security for this place. Like. <laughs> Seems like his entire job would be to prevent people from coming in when nobody else the is there. The thing that you're right? actively yeah, fucking yeah. doing right now. 
You think you would have just seen him outside? Right. They like high five on the way in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just I got to be on the premises. I won't bother y'all, but like <laughs> I will get fired. <laughs> right. Um, and again, to our knowledge, Hamadi's fucking dead. Right? Yeah, exactly. You know? And so it's like that. That was my thing the whole time. But anyway, um, the big happening is they come into the room where Hamadi died. Right. This mm-hmm. like. I guess it's like the office or whatever yeah. storage room inventory, whatever. It's why um, the box is here for some reason. Yeah. And Devin takes it upon himself to pick up, like I said, the reassembled idol and begin fondling it. He makes that comment. Look, it's mini Zane. <laughs> you know, oh, which in case you didn't know, uh, he, he is the black character. Right. So we were just like, Oh God. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I think the writers stopped trying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were like, he's black, it's easy enough. The mm-hmm. idol's from Africa. <laughs> right. Uh, Devin's the black guy. Zane is the blonde dude. Well, it was Devin that picked it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm making sure we're on the same page. <laughs> we took real loose notes for this, and there's like six characters, so you know where Eric is right now. I looked at him, and I was like, dude, I'll be honest with you, I just stopped taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> this... This movie was just fucking... I think this was my favorite scene. Because, <laughs> like, we start making our way through the rooms. We're in, like, the library room. Fuck, the door's locked. Oh, too bad someone put a secret bookshelf in here. <laughs> leading to the next... Oh, Zane. Right. They make their way, and there's, like, a little... What we'll refer to as passageways from henceforth. I'm um, not going to do that. Okay. I-, I fucking hated that so much. Okay, so they're in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> where the uh, magic happens. They talked the... about it like it was a fucking plantation house yeah. where they had like secret corridors right. and secret shit. Secret tunnels! And it's not! Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's a hallway! And he's he's doing that classic like playing with smoke and mirrors thing where he can mm-hmm. project his body elsewhere and that kind of thing. He really, Zane yeah. knows the That's inner workings yeah, of yeah. this bitch. But he goes, Ooh, Candace, leave Devin, he's a hermaphrodite. <laughs> 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 It was so fucking out of pocket. I'm like, actually, they're referred to as intersex now. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) Somebody cut up an um, actually compilation from our episodes, please. (laughs) Feels like work of what that's like the like reverse flash of what I do in general is cutting all of that shit out. Um, er, uh, actually, er, actually, uh, hermaphrodites are now intersex. Yeah, right. It's because it, that's what it is. Because they're entering themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're getting canceled for that, but uh, I don't right. care. Yeah. yeah. We're not. We're barely getting paid. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> Which. If you haven't checked out our Patreon yet, you definitely should. If you want all of the back, the backstage access to all of our movies that are coming out, as far as uh, our pre-screeners that we've gotten so far, all of our exclusive interviews, that's just for $3 a month, which is actually currently the same price as a gallon of gas. There's that other you, that tiers. means you have a choice now. Uh, th- I mean, yeah, and you know what? There's other uh, tiers as well, but you know, those are for the real ones, mm-hmm. so... You can, <laughs> which is really anybody at this point. <laughs> Anyone can be a real one with under the floorboards. He's the plugger. John's the fucking plugger. He's the plugger. Plug and Patreon. Cervix. <laughs> Drop the labia. Back into the fucking coffin room. Mark oh my the, God. Mark the coffin room. Because uh, we kind of just move through it, right? Yeah, we kind of walk right through and we get into uh, what's kind of like the bayou. Yeah. <laughs> 
the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> Walk on by the Rainforest Cafe. Mm-hmm. And that, it, that was like, it looked like they took the uh, setting from Hatchet mm-hmm. and just put it in a room. <laughs> like, I was waiting for like Victor Crowley to come out mm-hmm. and just fucking punch everybody. Somewhere in northern Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon is just Southern Canada, so that's cool. That's I mean, real yeah, shit. Yeah, um, I didn't even know there was a Salem, Oregon, until this movie. Right, which there might not be. <laughs> Salem, Oregon's real. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they were like, guys, we have to have a Salem in but every. I, it's like Orange <laughs> County. Yeah. Do 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 do. Um, I guess we'll skip the twister room for now because like all that really happens is he tries to like make a bet and like it was one of those like kaleidoscope rooms where something is spinning mm-hmm. and it's meant to throw you off as you walk across this bridge and everything he's like bet you 20 bucks you can't walk across that without touching the handrail this was another line that hit a little racially for yeah. me because he was like I see Jackson coming my way and I'm like, <laughs> oh I bet <laughs> oh I bet <laughs> It's not common, Sam Jackson. It's, <laughs> it's the common man's president. Yes, the common sir. man was very white at the time. We mean morons. <laughs> um, oh no. He's a moron. <laughs> so uh, we get to the outset of the Rainforest Cafe, I suppose, and everybody is just taking a break right now, yeah. right? Um, and <laughs> this is my favorite scene. Go ahead. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah. I looked over at Eric and I was like, I have never watched this concept go by well executed ever yeah yeah ever so zane and carter are having a conversation uh technically zane is not on a date with either of the single girls Mm -hmm. which is both of the sisters Haley and samantha Mm -hmm. and i guess there's like a pseudo date that's happening between carter and Haley. Haley is at least under the impression that this is a date with carter she wants to get it she's made that very clear um at the very least but carter is talking or zane's talking to him and he's like says it as a joke he's like we should uh we should almost like switch dates right Zane's starting to pick up on the fact that nobody's having a good time but him. Right. <laughs> and Carter's like, that's a great idea. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not. What the what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, thank about? God I've been trying to bang Sam this whole time. I hate <laughs> Haley. <laughs> She's such a bitch to her sister all the time. Right, yeah. And that was the whole plot point. Is like, I really think you could just be a little nicer to Sam. You know what I mean? And it's just like, man, I don't, I don't know that. Listen, you've been really mean to Sam... I think I'm going to try to fuck her. <laughs> yeah. Because Carter gave the, like, the level-headed boy character yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, he's not going to be the hero, but he will do what's necessary. And, and what's he's right. also saying the dumbest thing Logical, in this movie. except in this case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because they yeah. walk over to the girls, and he's just, Carter's like, hey, so Zane had this zany idea. Yeah, hey. <laughs> oh, <Ayo>. So... <laughs> He's like, uh, this was not my idea. And I was like, well, you actually did say it Mm -hmm. out loud. This is inherently on you. And he looks at her and he's like, I think we should swap dates. And there's like this weird soft overtone that both of the girls take. And they're just like, um, I... I guess. And I'm like, what <laughs> right. the fuck? Right. What part of reality is this? That's like level 10 bromancer. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. The natty bromancer. He, 
He just makes Natty Ice appear. Yeah. Out of his armpits. <laughs> <laughs> and axe cans. <laughs> 2007, oh also prime axe time. I was going to say, I can smell the Phoenix and Kilo. Dude, I could taste a locker room yeah, walking yeah. into yeah, it. Dude. I was like, first of all, no one's going to have sex with you mm-hmm. anyways. And now you're so worried about fucking... But it's just so unbelievable to me. Like, the, like I know that writing is writing and you can do stories however the fuck you want most yeah, of the yeah. time. But that was like so immersion breaking. You're talking about people that are in, I mean, technically some of the girls look like they were, you know, 30, but like... I was going to say. But yeah. you're taking, conceptually, people that are in like their prime puberty era mm-hmm. eras where like, they're not necessarily growing anymore, but their hormones are raging. And I don't know if y'all remember, maybe it was just me, but like whoever you latched on to, like emotionally or like that crush mode in high school, you were fucking like... You know, oh, the, the yeah. hooks were in, dude. You're not swapping with anybody for fun. You're writing right? their name you know on I mean? weird shit. Right. <laughs> right. You're doing those dumbass S's. You're watching Twilight because they like it. <laughs> and I took that person. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I read it because my person liked it in 2009. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. I was really committed. I wanted to like have a reason to talk to her because she hated me. <laughs> we dated for five weeks. <laughs> God, I think the irony of that is Twilight. It is. (laughs) That's what you get. Also 2007. It's great. Everything's... It's my whole personality, dude. I'm telling you. (laughs) If it happened between 91 and 09, my finger is on that pulse. (laughs) I only ever watched New Moon because I told myself at a very, I guess, new age of Mm -hmm. young now. I don't fucking know. But conceptually, I said to myself, any girl that would force me to do something like Twilight is not the one. There you go. And that was the day you became a man. Well, no, six months later, I'm watching fucking Vampire Diaries, so. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just better Twilight. The best part, too, was like, uh, you know, this is back when phone calls were the big thing between you and your uh, significant other, and... Uh, she would call me mm-hmm. for the episodes, like while they were coming on TV, and would y'all watch them together? Well, over the phone, I would tell her I was what yeah. I, what I was actually doing was fucking. So I had uh, I never throw things away. Like even when I got like a new TV, mm-hmm. uh, or back when you had like coaxels and it was like yeah. a giant TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd keep one hooked up to the cable because I never watched cable, anyways. Um, and it was on CW, so it was channel like four or five or some mm-hmm. shit like that. I would be playing Halo with my friends <laughs> while I was on the phone with her. Sigma. So I'm, <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, that was crazy!" I was like, "Yeah, totally." Oh, that character. Can't believe that just happened. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'd actually watch the episode because sure. you know, so like, you could prove it. Yeah, <laughs> you had to be able to. Yeah. Well, also the those show styles, like whether it be Vampire Diaries or uh, the Twilight series or whatever, they did this amazing thing where nothing ever happened, so you could watch one episode and you were up to speed. Mm-hmm. Like I watched New Moon with my with my girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. Which, I mean, she's, like, sitting in the chair next to me, like, crying and having an existential crisis, which feels fucking weird being her date. Why won't she love Shark Boy? (laughs) And I 
was we like walked out of the theater and I was like, what the fuck was that? And she was like, that was it had werewolves. I thought you would like it. I was like, first of all, like two people transformed once. There's this there's this really meta moment in New Moon too, where they go to a movie theater and <laughs> the guy doesn't have any fun. He's like, what the fuck did we just watch? It was so sick. Yeah, it it was funny too because. Uh, she was also torn between a native man and a white boy. Oh! I was just sitting there like, I fucking hate this. Oh my I, god. There is nothing worse than an, like a person you're dating who compares everything in your life... To Twilight. To, not even just to Twilight, but to like just these stories that are like about love and sacrifice and sometimes sex and werewolves. <laughs> Met a girl in college that wanted to get in with a Khajiit caravan, so I brought her a mammoth tusk because it reminded me of a soldi from Skyrim. (laughs) (laughs) Khajiit has wares if you have the coin. We should probably get back to the movie. (laughs) God, do we have to? No, we can do whatever we want. Fuck this movie. No, (laughs) we want to watch Twilight later and trash that. (laughs) No. Because that's part of my life I can't get back. Yeah. I already feel like New Moon was a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like a deep one. Mm-hmm. A soul for a soul. <laughs> uh, anyways, so... Oh God, which part of the movie were we even Yeah, in? so we are... Um, and one of my favorite moments, because this is just so fucking funny to me, because they've, they've wife-swapped here, right? <laughs> and and we're like, oh, they, they go, wait a minute, where's Devin and Candace? And the camera cuts over, and she's like massaging his skull. She's like, yeah, does that feel good, baby? He's like, yeah. It was just like... I was like, it's like the fucking octopus thing that you yeah. put on people's heads. And you're just... Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and you, everybody did this thing where they pretended they enjoyed that. You know, oh yeah, that's nice. Oh yeah, that's good. Because <laughs> you watch people's shoulders shoot up like six <laughs> right, inches. Right. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Buy it. Buy two. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we have like this weird exchange uh, with Carter and Samantha because they get pulled into the, or they are like starting to kind of guess make progress through the bayou. They're at least talking to each other while they're like making, you know, go into the next section here. And like Samantha's just kind of like, I'm not going to be your pawn to make uh, Haley jealous or whatever. And I was like, I felt like the writers, that was. Maybe that's the line. Maybe that was the last yeah, yeah, moment yeah. where they were trying. Yeah, yeah. Because that was the I metaphorical th- straw that broke that camel's back. Because yeah. they thought that that was going to land so hard. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I yeah, am... Feminism. <laughs> I'm not going to be your pawn. I'm going to be the queen. <laughs> it was fucking stupid. Because, like, I guess this was also a great sequence. There's a little... I They knew what they were doing by putting the funny moments here in the middle like this. Because mm-hmm. um, we make it to the next room and we're in, like, another hallway. I think this was either the mommy room or whatever. It doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah, it was the... It, it was the mommy room. It was the okay. mommy room. So what happens is Zane pops his ass out around the corner wearing, like, a gas mask, mm-hmm. you know? And Haley kicks the shit out <laughs> Right in the cockpit. <laughs> right in the cockpit. <laughs> and then punches him across the face with a hook, too. And it's like, you know, four kill number two, right? Yeah. Cobra Kai! Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strike fast, strike hard! No mercy, sir! <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> I fucking wrote Cobra Kai. 
I kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> and he just kind of gets up like that didn't just happen. Everybody's like, oh. And Devin's like, fuck you. <laughs> Everybody hates you, Zane. Mark that. So Zane decides to take a departure here while everybody else is hanging out in the mummy room. Because he is kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to find Hamadi. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. Because how am I going to lock up afterwards? Yeah, right. It, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> And in the mummy room, Haley has decided to confront Carter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I just, I don't want to be his boyfriend. I don't want to be his girlfriend. I want to be your girlfriend. (laughs) I really like thought we were going out tonight. They they seriously compartmentalized an episode of Degrassi in like 30 seconds. (laughs) Drake comes out from the corner. (laughs) Dawson's Creek. If I was your boyfriend. I'm already at the end of my notes and that's sick. Um, so while this is happening, he, Zane, I should say, reunites with everybody who can't find Hamadi, right? Mm-hmm. And he puts the gas mask on and it had this moment where you point out that you're like, this is actually a really cool shot mm-hmm. where he puts it on, kind of straightens the mannequin's head with the rest of the uniform and everything. And as he moves past it, the head turns, mm-hmm. right? And the way it turns is there's like a, the lighting that's in the room comes across as a just a straight line across the eye lens for the mask. Mm-hmm. And it looked so cool. Yeah. This was also the moment that they gave up afterwards because they realized that was their apex shot. <laughs> the cinema, the DP on there was like, my job's done. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Let's go get a nap and a cheeseburger. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, in the in the mummy room, or I guess the sarcophagus room, or whatever the fuck it is, but like um, one of the animatronics does this thing where like the crypt falls through. They, it's pretty much it, the catacombs in Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> you just walk through, and you the hear, jogger. You hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Second Skyrim reference in this episode. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and of course, the the you know like you're talking about they do the like rollover there's like a fucking uh mechanism behind the body that mm-hmm. punches it forward mm-hmm. it doesn't roll off or out of the sarcophagus right. from the sidewall of the egyptian catacombs in the middle of salem oregon mm-hmm. but it does like Yu-Gi-Oh is there <laughs> <laughs> he's standing at the end of the hall there's a dark magician girl hello kaiba <laughs> Scares the shit out of Candace. Candace. And we're like, scare number one. Mm -hmm. They literally start to walk past it. It does it again. Scare number two. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He goes, uh, what's his name? Fucking Carter. Because, yo, that's two, dog. (laughs) Weirdly enough, mark that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because um, she makes her way into the room with Damon. Damon. With fucking uh, Devin. Mm -hmm. And... But one of the fucking coffins collapses and the animatronic thing kicks out. And it does like this scorpion dive extend move. <laughs> like this Mortal Kombat attack, you know? And the thing that shoots out is bladed for whatever mm-hmm. fucking reason. Which seems like a weird thing to have on your animatronic that's supposed to jump out at people. Right? So to me it looked like it was a broken animatronic. Because oh, it was like be. a it was a giant sharp steel rod. Mm-hmm. But it looked like the, the mummy thing that comes out of the sarcophagus was supposed to be at the end. Like, End of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And it, I guess after years of abuse, it went through it. That makes that makes a lot more sense than having a sword at the end of your animatronic. So yeah, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but it cuts Candace, and so I uh, cut the shit out of her. <laughs> Security. <laughs> um. So Devin is like, "Yo, what the fuck? Like, we gotta let's. It's not fun anymore. We right? have to tend yeah. to the women. Right. <laughs> right. So he wants to leave while they're having their exchange. Um. Zane is readjusting the gas mask on the dude for the second time for the second time which isn't weird to him mm-hmm. he oh, like it turned its head again right that's so crazy for you <laughs> not being real i don't think this is a animatronic dummy but he decides to lift the mask up and sure enough there's a mannequin face underneath it but then the mannequin eyes open which and is, they're still white <laughs> the same color as they were when they were close <laughs> and he gets fucking cut for um, what we find out to be kill number two. Which, this is again one of those, like, I hated this scene. Because, mm-hmm. like, we don't really watch it. I mean, the the dude is standing there with a fucking cleaver in his hand mm-hmm. the whole time. And first of all, he stabs him with a cleaver. Right. For those of you who don't know the differences in knives, a cleaver has a flat-facing front. He stabbed this guy with a rounded piece of metal. Mm-hmm. And then, I guess, choppy-choppy. Mm-hmm. But who, Maybe. Who knows? We didn't get to see it because they cheaped out on all their fucking kills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we just don't know, right? Instead, we come back and there's four quarts of fucking blood on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and Carter <laughs> Carter eats shit on the, on the blood. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Slip. Everyone's like, oh my god. That's fake blood. Yeah. And we're just like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you remember when it was there when you went past it? You know? <laughs> Except it wasn't. And I don't know about fun houses, but they typically don't do the gag after you've left the room. You also, know? there's no one working this <laughs> right. page. Except the dude you put, you kicked in the cockpit earlier. Yeah. yeah, who's now dead. Supposedly. Yeah, right. So we Don't worry, guys. He is he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so Devin, at this point, he's like, no, fuck this. We got to get out of here. Right? So they they meet back up at the ring. Carter, range. like, smells it, too. And he's like, yeah. that's real blood. Yeah. <laughs> too much iron in your blood, John. God. <laughs> so. I took a CSI course in high school. I'm pretty much, you know, <laughs> Ted dancing. They never called the Winchesters, but whatever. <laughs> um but they make their way back to the Rainforest Cafe and they find actual Zane in Scarecrow mm-hmm. mode on a tree, right? Mm-hmm. Which notably, is- uh, Samantha was looking at earlier because she's the only she's the only character we actually develop mm-hmm. in this story. And she is afraid of Scarecrows. Mm-hmm. It's not deeper than that. No. <laughs> and it's, it's really not even a justifiable fear. <laughs> um, what happens is if we if you want to just go yeah just go, yeah, yeah go ahead so what it doesn't even matter when I talk about it I guess but like <laughs> what happens is that she finds her father on their farm dead right probably some kind of mechanical accident you know yeah what I mean? it looked like he got hit by a shaft mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> It did. There was just a bloody shaft. Yeah, there's a Jeremy Renner joke in there somewhere. Um, but you but, guys are looking for a new Hawkeye right now. I right, got you. Right. So, so as she finds her dad's lifeless body on the ground, she turns, and in their fucking corn is a scarecrow. 
And she has Naturally. always, and so, so she's always associated like scarecrows with death or whatever. But that's kind of like the equivalent of like when my dad died and I watched him die and everything would be like turning around and seeing we're in his bedroom a television mm-hmm. and always being afraid of televisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and she goes, he was just hanging there mocking me. Come <laughs> 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 <Cool! laughs> So, goofy-ass plot development. I'm not buying what you're selling. It's corn! (laughs) (laughs) What up? (laughs) Yo, what up? (laughs) (laughs) This movie's so ridiculous. The fact that we talked about it for 50 minutes, we did talk about Twilight for 10 minutes. Um, (laughs) Which is a movie I've seen some of. Is this the part where you stop taking notes? No. At what point did you stop taking notes? I'm curious. Shortly after right in the cockpit. Okay, Okay, so we've already passed your moment. Great. Um, So so we we do go back back into the mummy room. Yeah, Candace gets separated when she trips over a pipe that was laying on the floor. (laughs) <laughs> and nobody heard it. Right. She makes her way back, and my favorite part in this entire movie is she's walking back through that same corridor with the mummies and the catacombs, yeah. and it pops up and scares her, and Eric just look at Eric and I look at each other and go, and that's it's three. three. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes back into the separate room where she got cut with the sarcophagus and shit, mm-hmm. and the stone walls just close in, or I guess they're stone now. I will say, like, fucking haunted houses are made cheaply. Yeah. These motherfuckers were not stonemasons. Right. And I think this was, like, their entire budget was this kill. Because I'm assuming they had to use, like, probably, I don't know, 100 pounds of sand. Mm-hmm. And there are just these skulls that are in the top of, the, like, the top layer yeah. of the uh, of the room. And they just start pouring sand out of them. And I was like, oh, she's going to die from suffocation. Yeah, yeah. No breathing. Don't give a fuck if I got my arm bleeding. Cut my life into pieces. <laughs> suffocation, no breathing. Yeah, I just wrapped the chorus. <laughs> call it a verse. Don't call it a comeback. Papa Roach, everybody. Papa Roach is coming back, though. Are they? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tear my heart open. They're seriously embracing TikTok right now. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> They're like, just freeform next to us. <laughs> it's just like all of these cut-ups of people playing with Papa Roach. I feel it rushing now. Confrontation now. <laughs> Uh, anyway, anyway. <laughs> um, Sand Guardian, Guardian of Sand, Poseidon quivers before him. Sand Guardian Leviosa. Yeah, yeah dude. So we, uh, she, uh, Candace is screaming out for Sandus. the rest. Sands. <laughs> Got it! <laughs> so, uh,. The rest of the Wu Tang clan is outside of the door now, yeah. and they're like trying to pry it open, but the the demon is too powerful right now. Mm-hmm. The room is on lockdown. Yep. And the mummies start coming up and pulling her into the sand. Mm-hmm. Four. Kill, kill number, number three. three. Kill number fucking three. Sandy Sandus. cheeks. Oh yeah, there you go. These cheeks was made for beating. I'm from Texas. Was that an impression of me? No, it was an impression of Sandy. Was that an impression of me? Yeah, it was. You're totally right. Um, So now everybody's like, no! Candace! 
Please wake up. Please wake up. Please wake up. Please wake up. Yeah, 100%. And of course... He's never going to let that die. No, absolutely not. That song is goaded. It did not win a Grammy. Most good artists don't win Grammys. (laughs) How many Grammys do you think Foxy Shazam has? I have zero Grammys. That's That's what what I'm saying. (laughs) But it it was just funny because like the, the... there was a uh, drain mm-hmm. in the middle of the room that yeah. all the sand starts like funneling out. Now of. that we've killed her, we can re- <laughs> <laughs> we can retrieve our sand and reload our skeleton holes. <laughs> and it was just like the best part about that scene is like you can dive into it on the supernatural level to anything that you want. Mm-hmm. Did they have a plan in this house that they were going to dump sand on people? I know. That was a mechanic. <laughs> and then yeah. pump it back over top of people. Because I gotta tell you, if you put sand in someone's eyes, mm-hmm. they're going to sue mm-hmm. you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there was supposed to be water. House of litigation. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they come in and they give her mouth to mouth for like ten minutes. And she's blue, by the way. <laughs> that has been the reoccurring theme is everyone that we've seen so far be dead. Is like dead, dead. Yeah. Like Dabba they, Dabba dead. <laughs> <laughs> they change their color. Uh-huh. There's other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, guys, we gotta suit up." So they go back to the the central headquarters. Yeah, and they start like just digging through shit. And part of the scene was so inconsequential because they sit down at the computer. They're like, "Hey, guys, we gotta figure out the password." And I'm like, "Why?" Like right. what? I know. <laughs> what what does that even accomplish? You gonna send an email? Like, <laughs> Help! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, there's no phone service. This was 2007, so people did still have dial up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there wouldn't have been any reason to get into the computer, especially yeah. here. So like, they start going through like all the drawers and shit, and they find uh, a blueprint of the i mean this is just survival horror at this mm. point it's literally yeah. a video game yeah. they find the yes <laughs> <laughs> they find the uh the blueprints they find a revolver with like 12 shots devin's like oh hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then of course uh we have that weird conversation with uh carter and devin he's like carter's like listen man we have to protect the women I need to know that you're okay. He's like, my woman's dead. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> also, throughout this whole scene, they would change the side of the of his face that it would happen on, but he would have a single tear rolling right. down the side of his face. And it's just the concept, too, of like now being responsible for defending the guy that has, A, swapped wives, and B, invited your girlfriend here for the purpose <laughs> of fucking her. Right. Carter be getting it. I'm pretty fucking far from okay, as you put it. <laughs> They're like, guys, we have to find any other weapons that we can to defend ourselves. And <laughs> plot device. <laughs> plot. A- enter yeah. plot device. Yeah. Samantha just picks up a fucking butt, like hand buzz yeah, yeah. saw. Yeah. And also Negan, I guess, was there at some point. Because there's they a found, barbed wire bat. Yeah, they yeah. found his bat. Yeah. Which I was like, I get again that this is a horror house. Why do you have a real bat wrapped in real barbed wire? <laughs> Yeah. There's still parts of Glenn on it. Yeah. <laughs> Not in 2007. If Tubi was right and this came out in 2017, yes, there's still parts of Glenn that are on it. They never invited Robert Kirkman to the Tubiverse. <laughs> Netflix was paying too well. Yeah. You know, like, with money. Yeah. <laughs> 
Now we venture forth and we kind of like start shooting through the different rooms. We walk graveyard room, asylum room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we make it to the asylum. We walk straight through the Nosferatu room. Yeah. yeah. And we meet uh, Hamadi. Uh huh. Yeah, because he reaches out and grabs um, fucking Sam's arm through the bars of the prison that he's in. Everybody's like, "Oh, black hand, hit it!" (laughs) Right. that's crazy <laughs> he goes ah like he, he like pulls back and they open the door because it's open right and he's like he goes help me and she's like what did he say and then sam's <laughs> like i think he said help me <laughs> and then he's like the fear is trying to kill you and she's like what did he say i don't know i can't understand him <laughs> the fear is trying to kill you what <laughs> the colonel <laughs> right right <laughs> So that fucking happened, and as, yeah. The statue. Yeah. The statue. <laughs> I almost wish they had cut back to the statue in the room. Yeah. It's and like it's... spinning around and getting closer to the camera. <laughs> it's just like surfing the web. <laughs> the password was statue. <laughs> But he explains how it's this, like, old god relic. It's, like, mm-hmm. the god of death from the part of the world that it came from or whatever. Right. So, you know. And that's uh, the Sharu. Karkar. The Sharu. I wrote that down. <laughs> um, enter. Yeah, I know. Uh, enter Scarecrow, right? Mm-hmm. And so we see the arm come through the doorway that's now been wrapped up in telephone wire, which is uh, Devin's doing. And it's a scarecrow arm. There's hay and shit. And what he decides to do is begin unloading all six of his shots into the metal door. I think two of them hit the scarecrow. <laughs> two of them hit the scarecrow. And again, he's made of straw. So you know it doesn't affect scarecrows? Fucking bullets. Now if someone had brought an axe body spray mm-hmm. and a fucking lighter, mm-hmm. <laughs> they'd have lit him up. It's 2007. I'm disappointed. I was surprised. <laughs> right. I wasn't even disappointed. It was just immersion breaking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> You had that shit in your car. You remember that? You put that in like the glove box. Oh, I didn't. You didn't? Okay. No. 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 I can't do aerosol. That shit fucks oh, okay. my lungs cool. up. Good to know. Dude, I would tell people. I I got a couple fights in the locker room yeah. over that kind of shit. I was like, stop fucking yeah. spraying it. You already smell like an asshole. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you smell like all these other assholes. <laughs> like you could walk through the locker room and you're already uh-huh. deodorized. <laughs> right. But it's by the same guys that are asking you for a dollar for the fucking uh, Coke machine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did y'all not have vendors? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we had vitamin water because Obama. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not really. It was yeah. zero. It's better than, dude, we had, in, in my experience with vending machines, we had one in Raleigh when I went to like the magnet school, right? In uh, Raleigh. We, it was like, you know. Red Bull and shit like that. You know, it was like a proper, you have tears and that kind of thing. Holy and shit. Kind of, they served hot drinks and cold drinks. It was crazy. Hot um, damn. And then the one uh, in Clemens was like, we have Pepsi, but we're out. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we, we spent all the vending machine money on books. Yeah. Anyways. That is what it is. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So we are, um, where are we? <laughs> we're, we're fighting the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But they use this scene as an opportunity to double down and kill 
uh, Hamadi. Hamadi a second time. With and the- with the dog again, because the dog just shows up and his eyes turn white. Yeah. And he's just like, ah! <laughs> That's why we didn't redact that kill. Yeah, yeah, no. You don't get to do the exact same kill twice. Twice in to the same movie. person. Yeah. That's to the, especially in the same movie. That's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In life in general, too. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, got him. He got hit by a car. Double jeopardy. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I wrote down dogma for that kill. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is the part where she, this is like linearly when she explains her compartmentalized fear of scarecrows, that associative mm-hmm. thing that we did, because we have taken an opportunity to go around the room of survivors and talk about what's actually frightens mm-hmm. us. Like, yeah, I know you don't want to be a white guy, Devin. Right. <laughs> what are you really afraid of? Turns out it's clowns, because we're in the clown room. Yeah, because right? he can barely, he can't even walk into mm-hmm. it. Because yeah. we're in the killer clown land. Yeah. And everybody... Oh, sorry. I'm I'm way ahead. I'm way ahead. I'm way ahead. We have one more kill to go through. Because Billy Corgan attacks. Does he kill anybody? Mm-hmm. It, okay. He, he attacks and then he, the fear can manifest depending oh, on who it's nearby. Right. So he transforms back into the Scarecrow when he gets near uh, Sam. Uh... And then the Scarecrow gets in a fight with Carter... Like, there's that fight that happens in that extra fight that happens because we're in the Tesla coil room. And we pick, right. we pick Carter up and put him against the fence that gets, you know, jolted by mm-hmm. the Tesla coil. Now we have a circuit. Because he was afraid of yeah. being electrocuted. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the tenth most common fear in America. <laughs> by I don't the, fucking know, guys. By yeah. the way, guys, we were definitely uh, reading into that one. That yeah, was yeah. not like... <laughs> he never said that he was afraid. <laughs> they, they weren't sitting around the campfire and he's like, I'm afraid of electrical boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I live off the grid. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, but yeah, that's the Billy Corgan attack, and uh, we we get that transition into the um, oh kill number four if we didn't kill number it. fucking yeah, yeah. four, and we transition into the clown room, which is Devin's fear. Um, and there's which was that, like funhouse yeah, yeah. mirrors, uh-huh. and by the way, like they're trying to figure out how. <laughs> That when we saw the blueprint earlier, they were talking about the course of action they were going to take to get out. Mm-hmm. And Eric just goes, that's the entrance, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, look at all these passageways. I was like, those are hallways. <laughs> <laughs> it was just so fluff, yeah. right? Yeah, Because like, <laughs> yeah. they've already gone back and forth to the hub like three times. You know what I mean? What do you mean you can't find a way out, right? Devin breaks a key off in a lock at some point like this. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Um, and he gets, he ends up getting killed by the clown. There's some jumping back and forth here that's happening, mm-hmm. right? Um, so kill number five, Devin clowning around. Um, <laughs> and Haley gets taken by Billy Corgan and is buried alive mm-hmm. into like, she's she wake, she gets hit across the head by the hammer and wakes up and she's in a coffin that's being nailed up and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And as that's happening, the clown is still alive because she mm-hmm. is now broken off from both uh, Devin and uh, Sam. And Devin and Sam are trying to get to wherever the fuck they want to get. Here's our plot device. So, like, again, like I said earlier, haunted houses are cheaply fucking made. So, like, she takes the fucking uh, buzzsaw and just cuts a hole in one of the walls yeah. to get through. <laughs> <laughs> again, 
made out of plywood. <laughs> shit, shit, yeah. Like you, particle board. Yeah, you could have <laughs> kicked it yeah. in and it would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. You might have been able to just push the whole thing over. Right. <laughs> she, she, like, crawls through like she was in fucking platoon or something. And fucking Devin goes to crawl through, too. And, of course, he gets grabbed by the legs and gets ganked. <laughs> Whoop! For kill, kill number, number five. five. Kill number fucking five. Clowning around. Mm-hmm. Um, and his death was, again, just one of those, like... Off screen, we assume. Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're shaking the camera! <laughs> I was like, fuck me, man. And she finally makes it back to the Nosferatu room. Mm-hmm. And we get the same fucking thing From again. Yeah, yeah. She, we get that. Well, not even just that. I'm talking about the same, like, we don't see the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. At yeah. all. We get the shot of uh, uh, Haley in the coffin mm-hmm. and you hear and we see uh sam walk into the room we hear her turn on the buzz saw right she like holds it up in the air and all you hear yeah. is bruh, bruh, bruh. and the whole time the camera is just looking at Haley's face and mm-hmm. i was like dude fuck this like mm-hmm. you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. we don't even get the epic fight right. like i'm saving my sister stepsister no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was so upset. I was so fucking upset watching this scene. And it, like, everything goes black. We're like, oh shit, did the sister die? Is it going to be Nosferatu coming through? You know what I mean? And, and of it's course, like, the, the sister, or Haley starts freaking out mm-hmm. while the saw is going into the coffin to let her out. And I'm thinking to myself, bitch, like, what are you so afraid of? That's what you want to happen. Yeah, if, yeah. if you didn't hear anything, right. she's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Haley, it's Sam. I want to cut you out now. (laughs) 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 Yeah, and so that happens, and I guess we just keep moving because it's like now they're together and they have to escape, but they're like on an upper level of the Mm. establishment now somehow. And it turns out Haley is also deeply afraid of heights, especially when they're greater than six feet. I would say because they were ten feet off the ground. Like, you could have fallen... And you would have been fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even know why they were up there. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. And because the scarecrow, they can like, they're trying to like navigate and everything. And the scarecrow is clearly still chasing them mm-hmm. or whatever. So Sam eventually jumps down. I think she falls through a hole or mm-hmm. something like that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Somebody put that like gopher noise from Winnie the Pooh when he falls down the hole. <laughs> yeah, but. She's and so Haley's like like watching her fight this scarecrow through the hole in the ceiling or whatever, um, and it's buzzsaw mode, right? Yeah. You know, we we like get the hand off, we get the shit. Like this happened before, I guess. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. really care anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the saw dies, and so the scarecrow with its one hand picks Haley up. And even though I think he had two hands, like now that I'm thinking about it, going back anyway. Um, but she's getting the shit out. She's of getting her shit choked out, and she's having the flashbacks to I'm, oh god, my fear is overcoming me. I'm thinking about my dad and that scarecrow in that field, and then slap back to reality. I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid anymore. Drops the idol that's in her hand that she's been beating across his head this whole time. <laughs> Straw again. <blunt laughs> anyway, the idol shatters and the scarecrow falls over dead. Mm-hmm. Right, and then you hear the. <gasps> yeah, she's alive. Uh-huh. The sisters, through sisterly love, conquered all. Through the idol that was in them the whole time. <laughs> it was the idol we found along the yeah. way. 
And then we get this, uh, like, the sun has risen on the Citadel, and mm-hmm. they just fucking leave, and they're limping out of the building. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to seeing the uh, idol. The idol starts to magnetize mm-hmm. itself back together. Big dun, 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 dun. And what happened after this is we got a Tubi ad that were six unskippable 30-second ads. So we're like, okay, this is like, that wasn't the last fight. And so it comes back on, credits start rolling. <laughs> <laughs> And Tubi's usually so good about that, I know. too. I was a little disappointed. I think it's the rabbit. It's, it's <laughs> the ra- fucking rabbit. It's the rabbit hole. Yeah, Tubi, we're not a fan of the rabbit. Yeah, Tubi, if you're listening right now, kill that fucking rabbit. What do you rate this movie out of 10, John? 10 feels like a big number. Um, <laughs> what do you rate this movie out of 2? Oh, God. I think I think this movie's like a 2.75. Cool. I think we're almost to three territory, mm-hmm. but almost it... enough to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> that almost felt organic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the plugger. <laughs> Always be plugging. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and say I will never watch this movie. <laughs> I would rather kill my friend than recommend this to. Yeah, him. so don't ever recommend this movie to him. <laughs> As his friend. <laughs> he just starts shooting people. Right, yeah. Yeah, I feel that, though. What about you, man? I mean, yeah, like, I'm thinking, like, two. I, yeah. I, like, it had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Um, yeah, the first 40, or the first 30 minutes were yeah. fun. And I I just, I don't know. It never got good. Like, it never got, I never felt emotionally attached to any of these characters or, like, invested in a plot point or a storyline or anything. Again, the development that was happening was flaccid. You know, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't. It, she's afraid of scarecrows because I told you so. I respect that as an like a writer. Like yeah. Sometimes you have to make your own lore up, but that just doesn't connect in my head. I don't know. It's I, like Pearl. I have sex with scarecrows because I said so. Yeah, no, man. I, yeah. I just, like... <laughs> This is the part where like the volume levels get really quiet because we're very tired about trying to be enthused <laughs> about this movie. But it's okay. I mean, like we were discussing this earlier. Maybe you guys who are still listening can like tell us what makes a bad movie that's entertaining good, and what makes mm-hmm. a bad and what where is that line between it being entertaining? Because it did have some laugh out loud funny moments. It yeah. did have some lines of dialogue that were stupid. And I th- and I think for for movies like this specifically is I think when you give up after the writers give up that gets frustrating Mm -hmm. because it feels like because you there's not always that clear line yeah and when it hits it hits hard Mm -hmm. and you're just like oh my god this is a fucking slog like (laughs) i also think they killed the comic relief guy early that that didn't help either you know what i mean i mean i know he was the village idiot and that makes sense logically for him to go first Mm -hmm. but part of what was funny about like jersey shore massacre is like the dumb dude makes it to like the top four you know so but whatever. I mean... Yeah, the round robins of fucking murder. Yeah. Also, the kill count wasn't high enough for me in this movie. Yeah. I, I feel like... And I, I made this comment, like, right at the beginning of the movie when we first get to the House of Fears. How are you going to introduce this as, this is a house that has nine different fears of each room... 
but there's six people. <laughs> and it, that's what I'm saying. It didn't even matter. Like they, I guess they were trying to establish like their labyrinth parameters. Like this is a mm. lot that you have to get through or whatever. Right. But again, it didn't make sense. Like I, like you said, I was getting the hint that like everybody is going to experience something in one of these rooms. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have that individual moment. Or where even you have to know what their fears fear. are. Right. Maybe like an as above, so below kind of thing. Like yeah. this is personalized for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But they kind of, tangentially associated mm. those nine rooms with Tangentially. one. Yeah, yeah. With, <laughs> with one person's actual fear and everybody else brought their own fear in with it that didn't have anything to do with them. So it was like conceptually that just was weird to me and yeah. that, that didn't land the way that I think the authors or the writers intended. So um, author feels like a strong word. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things. I've never written a movie script before. I mean, I don't know how I would perform. Maybe this was somebody's first time doing it with a production budget or something. Who knows, right? But it just never got good for me, and so I can't give it a good score. I mean, <laughs> I won't watch it again. Won't recommend it to anybody. It's one like if you're listening still at this point, like if you haven't picked out this, you know. What Cheers. I mean? Yeah, because uh, you had about as much fun with this as we did. Because <laughs> we're about to get drunk after this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think I have final thoughts on this movie. No, just you know, if you if you care, I mean, it's on Tubi for free. If you've got an hour and twenty minutes that you don't want back from your life, go for it. I guess. Just know that when the you see the idol broken at the end the movie is over yeah Just don't wait for that <laughs> yeah kevin bacon and his fucking hyundai is gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> all right well with that thank you guys so much for joining us at under the floorboards once again where it creaks it cracks and we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night